Ciao ragazzi, welcome to the Sally Boys Podcast Network. I'm extremely excited today. Um, we have our sister here with us, uh, Geneva Vasquez. Um, she's going to come visit us. She's actually going to come talk about um, her thoughts and ideas for uh, her podcast. So we are expanding. Uh, we have our Sunday conversations. Uh, and then we've had a couple mics, Mike. But Geneva is going to be the second one to drop her own personal podcast, her own platform. Um, and she came up with a name, and I'm excited to hear. I haven't heard the, the name yet, so I'm excited to hear it. Um, but Geneva's here with us now. She's in Charlotte. Um, so Geneva, go ahead and say hi to everybody. Hi. Well, and I, I already, I guess, kind of hosted an episode, right, when I did the, yeah. the pizza review. If you missed that, check that episode out. That was cool. We were in Anna Maria Island in um, Florida, and we went to go visit – Vinny over at his pizza shop and had some awesome pizza there. So that was cool. I got to take over the show for a weekend. So yeah, everybody's familiar. So now everybody's met everybody. We got all four siblings, mom and dad. So everybody's made a, an appearance, which is cool. Has Luch, has Luch been on? He hasn't done a Sunday uh, Sunday episode. He's usually grumpy on Sundays, so he doesn't want to do oh, only only the sports talk. <laughs> That's all he'll talk about anyway. So. Mom and dad love that that uh that vacation the Anna Maria Island it seems like that's the way to do it nowadays is, is to rent a house and kind of just get away well with COVID it's crazy like so we live in Charlotte you know and what a lot of people don't know about the geography of North Carolina is like it well people in the west anyways is it's super long so for us like technically there's a beach in North Carolina but it's you know three hours minimum away some the, the better islands in North Carolina are like eight hour drive for us. Oh, wow. So it's just as close for us to go to Florida. Um, and we were able to see my in-laws down there. And I mean, to be honest, I like the North Carolina beaches from what I've seen of them, but the Florida beaches are just the best. So on that particular beach, we were on the Gulf Coast, which is like 85 degree water. You know, it's just, oh. you can't beat it. It's like, it, I mean, it's just as good as being in the Caribbean, a little bit rougher, but not much. What well, is, it is the Caribbean, but it's, you know, kind of like being on an island, just not as. And so you guys so, in the house had a pool and everything, so it's... Yeah, it was a good spot. It seems pretty cool, because we've always, our vacation could never figure, or our family could never figure out what's the vacation we do. Do we do a cruise? Do we do an all-inclusive? And that's almost like a good happy medium where you get the freedom of doing whatever you want, but then you're still together and you're in a tropical location, so... Well, see, the thing that mom likes, like when we do those kind of more all-inclusive style is you don't have to do any work, right? Like when you rent a house, you still have to cook meals and do all that. But for COVID, what was cool is we were able to get, we use Instacart for all the deliveries, of course, Mike, my husband, and like a few little trips here and there to the grocery store to just grab beer or whatever. But by and large, we did the majority of the shopping all online and just had everything delivered. So it was like very minimal contact. Yeah. You know, you're just kind of like quarantined with the people you're with. And that's been across the country with beach rentals. They're like really unavailable because that's what everybody's doing mm -hmm. this summer. And it's, yeah, the delivery thing kind of adds to the whole vacation feel. So it, it takes another element out of it, which is really nice. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was really great. And I mean, honestly, like you do spend a lot less money if you're cooking at home, like generally. So it's ends up being, you know, we had really good meals and, it's like eating at home price-wise versus like when you go on vacation and you're doing every meal at a restaurant. I mean, that, that's like a huge added expense for those beach houses usually. So it was, it was a good way to kind of unwind and 
pretend that the world is normal for just a couple of days. <laughs> well, your so your world has has changed quite a bit over the last uh, year. Um, you've moved to Carolina, and you started your own law firm, uh, and we'll we'll get into to more of that, but. Um, it seems like it's been busy. Like you, I mean, it's not easy starting your own business, but add a pandemic on top of it. And it seems like uh, you got a lot going on. Yeah. So when we were in, we were in New Mexico for three years and um, I was at the end of our time there, I was working in the governor's administration. So it was like frenzy, you know, just constant frenzy. Um, and then Mike got a job out here and, we started the move and it was just crazy to, you know, pack and move and do all of that. And we needed to find a place to live. We had never even been to Charlotte before. Um, so, you know, figuring out how do we make the move work? And we did that. And to be honest, like going through the process of getting admitted to the bar here was, I mean, it took me like 10 months to get just my background cleared. So it was a lengthy, stressful time. And then we got here and, um, I was like, what the hell am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't admitted to the bar yet and was still waiting on that. So I couldn't really like just go to any law firm. I mean, I could, but they'd be like, you can't practice law. So get out of here. <laughs> you know, it's, what are, why would they pay somebody that can't practice law in the state? So um, I just was trying to figure out what to do. And I started, I, we didn't know anybody. We knew um, a couple of friends that Mike knows from college. And I had one sorority sister here in town and, that was it. Like we knew six people total. So, um, I was like, I gotta meet some people. Otherwise, A, I won't know anybody and B, I, like, how the heck am I going to find a job? Um, so I started just going to tons of networking stuff and meeting people and meeting people. And I had no intention of opening my own business. Um, but then just seeing like, you know, there's a big disconnect between most law firms and where the people are, you know, and the people are in the real world and the law firms are like, 20 years behind, if not more than that, you know, and of course there are some movers and shakers in the legal industry that are trying to change things, but not a lot. I mean, most of them are, you know, I, I say this a lot and I don't mean it to be <laughs> disparaging to anybody, but I mean, the majority of these old firms are like, you know, five white guys with white hair and matching blue suits in front of a shelf of law books. And like, that's their firm, you know, and it's just, that's not where the majority of the population is. That's not where the business owners are. You know, there's, yeah, there's a prestige that people think of when they think of that type of a law firm, but it's also like most people feel intimidated by that. And they don't, uh, you know, especially when you're dealing with women business owners and side hustlers and, you know, people who are just trying to come up with an idea and breathe some life into it. And they need a lawyer just as much as anybody else, but they, um, it's not inviting to go to that kind of an atmosphere. So when I started seeing that all around me, I figured I wanted to create something that was different, you yeah. know, and move away from that old school. I, I, I mean, that's part of my branding is like, it's a new school law firm. I'm a virtual mobile, modern law firm, paperless. Um, and, you know, just trying to be accessible to what people need. Yeah. Yeah. Satisfying the, the customer, not just like making them feel bad. Yeah. I, the way you said it, those other firms, and I've luckily I've never had to deal with lawyers, but they don't seem very inviting. They seem like they give off an image like you can't afford me type of thing. You yeah. Know? And I don't think, right. you, yeah. And so yeah, you kind of, you have a different model. Um, we don't have to get so much into to pricing, but I do love this part about uh, your 
your branch or your firm that you open up is the way that you do your pricing. Yep. It, Everything's flat fee. As long as I can do flat fee, like from an ethic perspective, I do. So there's one, one practice area that I haven't quite figured out. And luckily that's not my primary practice area, which is more the probate stuff. Um, but for all my estate planning services, estate and legacy planning, all my small business planning, everything is in a grade upon fee at the outset. So you know exactly how much you're going to spend. I'm not going to send you a bill for the copy machine or, you know, the phone call or the research. I need mean, no piecemeal. Like the price is the price is the price, which is, that's a big problem for people. Like you call the lawyer and you want to, I mean, to me, how can you build a relationship with the lawyer if you're afraid to speak to them? Right. It's just, it just, it makes no sense. <laughs> and that's why, you know, I think a lot of people get themselves into legal trouble because they could, even as a small business owner, you know, I deal with small business owners who call all the time when it's already like, they're trying to figure out how to navigate a problem. And really, if they would have just talked to a lawyer for 10 or 15 minutes before they made that move, there would have been no problem at all. You know, there's always this like magic moment that could have happened that frequently doesn't because People are afraid of, of what that cost looks like, you know? And I mean, yeah, there are plenty of legal resources online, but they're not going to give you the advice that you really need, you know, which is like looking at your individual facts um, and talking to you and teaching you. Yeah. You know, so figuring out how to get, get people the help that they need is really um, part of my, my business model. Yeah. No, I, that, that's when you, so when you were introducing this, I was like, that is so, that is so cool. People are going to love that. Um, yeah, no surprises. <laughs> so do you want to get into the type of law that you are, um, you're doing? Cause you're not doing like accidents and like injury. <laughs> um, yeah. Billboards in New Mexico, but so go ahead and, and explain to uh, the listeners what type of law that. Um, what's the correct term that you practice? Yeah, that you practice. Yeah, practice. So I practice, my, my practice is focused, right? I'm not a door lawyer. So I don't just like take any kind of work that walks in the door, in other words, right? Um, <laughs> I don't try to be good at everything because I don't think we should. Our economy now, just like you should be niched and you should figure out how to serve the people that you're best at serving. Um, and so I do right now estate and legacy planning, right? And I'll go into what that means. And then small business planning. So the state and legacy planning, it's like people don't really know what this term is, estate planning, and sounds like you have to be a millionaire to do it or, you know. Um, but essentially, you know, wills, trusts, advanced uh, healthcare directives, power of attorney, all those things that help you prepare to navigate um, either a disaster, you know, that happens, an emergency, your inevitable death, right? We are all gonna die. And so every single person should be planning for that regardless of your age, because you never do know, right? No, and, and COVID has been the prime example of how um, you just, sometimes life takes unexpected twists and turns. So we've got to be prepared for that, not for ourselves, but for the people that we love, mm -hmm. right? You, you spend the money to do this work and you spend the time to do it. And it's, you know, I try to make it as pleasant as possible for people. Uh, but it's, it's not for you. It's for the people that you love because the last thing you want to do is leave a mess and leave a disaster and not have your family have the guidance or the support that they need in a horrible time for them. You know, regardless of how prepared you are for somebody to die when they die, it's still a bad time. So, um, and I, I try to incorporate some different aspects into that too. I'm really education forward. 
And I spent a lot of time uh, trying to help people know what the system is built to do. And so they can figure out what it is that they really want, because I get calls all the time, which is like, I think I need a will or trust. I'm not exactly sure. And people just hear the terms. They know that they should have that thing, but they don't know why. And um, I really want my clients to understand why and to understand why they're making the decisions that they're making and what output they will get from that decision. So, um, and then for the small business, again, you know, what, what I see um, so frequently, I mean, especially for like service-based businesses, you know, even side hustlers, right? And most side hustlers have some kind of contract or agreement that they use, at least they should, um, <laughs> right? If you're a photographer, you're a photographer or you build websites or you, you know, anything that you could even do as a very small, truly like solo one person business, um, you still need protection. And so there are tons of online resources that can be good, but um, a lot of times people just don't have enough legal knowledge or background to understand what they should or shouldn't have. So one of the things I do, for example, is a contract audit. And I have people that have kind of, I get these all the time, they've piecemealed their contract, right? Maybe they're a photographer or something like that. And they've, they've taken like 97 contracts from the internet and merged them together. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's not necessarily bad. You know, some stuff in there is good. and It's definitely better than not having one at all. But then I can go through and say, you know, these are where your gaps are. And I can talk to them about what their workflow is. And like, does this contract actually mirror the way that you work? Or is it the way that, you know, somebody on the internet works? Um, and it's, you know, and I, I give them the education and they walk away with like a full list of this is how I can fix this contract on my own if they want to. Right. So it's more of an education forward approach. Same, you know, with just building the business, the business structure. I mean, some, so often people are like, Oh, I, I have a C corp and now I need to do X, Y, and Z. I'm like, okay, why'd you choose a C corp? Oh, I don't know. Somebody told me I should. <laughs> <laughs> so I want, I want my clients to know why they're doing what they're doing and to understand, you know, the consequences. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. That makes sense. That's, yeah. that's, that's awesome because I think people are going to, I know entrepreneurship is always going to be a thing. People are always going to start businesses and having the right guidance. I, I teach a business class, an entrepreneurship class, and I, we don't get into setting up contracts and all that stuff. So it's something that people need to, to understand before they do it. So that, that's great. Um, people think of entrepreneurship as the idea, right? As the output. Mm -hmm. but there's, 150 steps that you have to do before you can actually like make the idea come to life. Yeah. Yeah. Before, right? yeah. And then you have to open up the doors and that still takes a long time after that. So, <laughs> right. so um, we started this podcast in uh, early, early summer and we had the idea of everybody else having their own personal platform to share with they, what they enjoy talking about. Um, so I've been able to do uh, a couple for me. Uh, or for Mike's mic, um, and then now you want to jump in and, and do uh, uh, your own podcast, which I'm extremely excited for. We've talked about it a little bit, but did, what, what's the name? What's the name of the podcast? Okay, so we're still fine-tuning this. I think we've got a name. Originally, you know, we had one name, and then I was thinking, is it too, too broad? Is it, you know, how do we narrow this down? But one thing that, like I said, with the education forward that I like to do in all aspects. I even do this when I'm emailing my clients. I give them literally step one, step two, step three. I like to break things down, right? And I think in most conversations, you can always break everything down to like three key takeaways. 
um, when you're listening to you know something for educational purposes or things like that. Um, so I think I think what the name is going to be is a uh, uh, top three with Lestrada Law, right? And so what we'll do is um, every guest we have or every conversation we have will break everything down into like your three takeaways. So for example, one of the guests that we're lining up right now, um, she works on branding and design. And so we'll talk with her about different things that she does, but then we'll like ask her three key takeaways when we leave the conversation. So, so people can actually learn something and, you know, think of um, how can I relate this back to my life or my business, um, whatever I'm trying to do. Right. And so there's three tangible things that you can at least remember from the conversation. I love it. Yeah, that's gonna be, it's gonna be so cool. I cannot wait, uh, especially for the first one with branding and designing, it's gonna be so cool. And, I, and it's something that I think the listeners really, cause you get the silliness from our Sunday conversations and listening to mom and dad, and then you get our sports talk with Mike's Mike. And so this is gonna be a good way to kind of capture the listener in a totally different way. Um, so yeah. I'm really excited for it. And we'll try to, you know, I'm a lawyer, but I don't like to just talk about the law, right? And I think even in, in all aspects, the law is in every aspect of your life. It's literally everywhere you are. I mean, you're, you know, you're sitting in your backyard right now, right? Your fence line, how far your fence is from your neighbor, that's the law. How big those windows are, you know, all those wires, like every single piece of your life includes some element of law and regulation. And I think that there's a way that we can... Um, talk a little bit about the law and teach a little bit about the law in everyday life that's applicable and practical to regular people and, you know, regular small business owners, side hustlers, solopreneurs, you know, people who are just um, have an idea and want to think about how they can take tangible steps to, to make that idea come to life. Mm -hmm. So let's, uh, let's wrap this up. I'm going to give you a top three. Let's, uh, let's do top three takeaways from starting your business over the last year. Oh so my gosh. what are three things you've kind of learned or gone through uh, that you could give the listeners? That's hard. You know, and we'll talk about this more, but like every single person in our family is an entrepreneur, right? Except for you guys, like our, our generation is the first generation that's not, but aunts, uncles, grandparents. Yeah, both of our grandfathers like couldn't even speak English and they were entrepreneurs, right? They own their own business and um, our, you know, uncles, everybody in our family owns a business. So I've seen entrepreneurship my whole life, you know, that's all I've ever really known. And I, you would think that I would have been expecting like how much work and how hard it is. And it's so much more of a labor than I expected. That's not to sound scary. It's just, you know, when it's your business, it's like it's in your brain 24 hours a day. So that's my number one, I would say, is that it's, it's a lot more than I expected. <laughs> I should have been better prepared for the time commitment it was going to take. Um, number two is that technology is so much more than people think it is, right? It's like, if your business is not using technology and you are not implementing it, you are just missing out on a world of resources. And I, I'm not a tech person by nature. I'm actually like very non-tech by nature. Um, I think kind of our whole family is not great in the tech space, but um, I've just realized there is so much more you can leverage by using the right resources. 
and it's about finding and connecting to those technology resources. And so, and we'll talk a little bit about that on the show too. Um, and then my third one is that support is everything, right? In starting a business, it's like my husband is, you know, half of the time ready to kill me because I don't shut up about <laughs> the business. <laughs> Um, but you know, even just like family support and community support and your, your network, your network is what really gives you the platform to have the business. So, um, and I, I don't think that I, uh, properly, like, I didn't know how, how big of a platform that that would be is like tapping into your existing network. Everyone thinks like you put a sign on the door and like, oh, you're open for business. Now you're busy. Right. It doesn't work that way. I mean, people need to know who you are and you need to be part of the community. So, um, yeah, those are my top three. That, I know they were a little long, but. Oh, that's good though. And I remember like, that's good. You didn't give too much. Top, the number one was that it, it's always on your mind. It's um, hard as hell. <laughs> number two is, is technology is your friend. And number three is, is community support is very important. Yep. It worked. Your top three worked. (laughs) (laughs) You remembered. (laughs) Perfect. Be on the lookout, listeners, for uh, uh, top three with Lestrada Law. It should be coming out in a week or two um, in the next coming weeks. Um, And we're excited to to produce that and get that out to you guys. Um, With that, is there any, I think, I think that's a wrap. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll say that some of the some of the guests that we're planning on lining up, um, uh, like we talked about, a branding guest. Um, we're gonna probably have somebody that runs a nonprofit. So you know, for people who are interested in doing that, like, how the heck do you run a nonprofit? What what does that world even look like from the inside? Um, we're probably gonna have somebody that runs a nonprofit foundation. Um, some different types of business owners, you know. So if there's something that you want to hear about let us know and we'll see if we can um, connect you with the right resource and have a conversation with the, the people that have the information. Perfect. And you're so good at podcasting because now I can segue to our Instagram page. <laughs> Get a hold of us, message us on, on DM us on, on Instagram at Sally boys pod. That's the best way to get a hold of us. We have an email, but we don't really use it. So Instagram's the best, but let's go ahead and plug uh, your, your Instagram as well. Uh, Geneva. Yeah. So I'm, I'm on every platform. Um, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, and on Twitter. Um, and it's at Lestrada law on, on, uh, Instagram is Lestrada law, L a underscore. Um, so there's underscores as the spaces L a space S T R a D a space L a W. And then same, if you search me on Facebook, um, follow, follow my page and of course we'll be plugging stuff about the podcast on that page as well and we're um we'll be putting it on all, all the pages the sally boys page as well as the the Shrata law page so check us out we got lots of good resources there and lots of interesting articles perfect all right guys uh that's a wrap ciao ragazzi buona sera thank you guys for listening uh we'll see you guys next week bye